0: Forever. Dog. Ow. Hey, <laughs> hey everyone, <laughs> welcome back. This is It's a Mess, yes, the it is. Fabulous, world renowned, future award winning podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, my name's Caswell. <laughs> Thanks for coming through today. You look so pretty today, Peppermint. Thank you. My name is Peppermint. Um, Everyone's favorite flavor. And this is season two of It's a Mess. And thank you for coming back. And if you're new, uh, we, for the most part, are an advice podcast. Um, And today's advice, I know we're not into it yet, I know, well, do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, not yet. We don't have to. We could just tell them what it's going to be no. about. No. All right. Let's surprise them. Uh, why are you glowing so much? Do you have a date tonight? Mind your business. Yes, I do. I have a date tonight, too. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I do have a date tonight. Well, let's see. You, the, usually they cancel, so let's do
1: <laughs> see what happens. Always aiming high. Yeah,
0: it's right after we record, so I'll let you know. We'll know by the end of the show. Mm. Um, and
1: uh, anyway, so is he picking you up? Can I get a lift home?
0: Yeah, you know, I'll just I'll <laughs> say, hey, this is. He's totally going to think like we were hooking up, and like you, you were the last to hook up, and now I'm going to be it? like,
1: sure, podcast, sure, okay, sure. yeah,
0: podcast. That's right. How original. <laughs> um, well, I'm happy. To be back for season two. Yeah, this is great. And you look
1: fantastic. You know, I do what I can. Yeah. I juiced for two weeks. I better look good. Juice as in juiced. Oh, juicing cleanse oh, as okay, in like that. That could have another meaning. As in like sharding every ninety minutes. So. No.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, maybe I'm I like cleaner. the other kind. Um. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, yeah, this is an advice podcast. And as you can see, we <laughs> probably don't give good advice, but we really like doing it. Uh, before we jump right in, we have a brand new segment of the show every single week. It is called Amazing Queens. And this is where we educate you, the listener, on some people that we think you should know about. Um, people are uh, from the past, present, or maybe the future who have really done fabulous things for the queer community and, I guess, humanity yeah, at large. I yeah. Think. So, yeah, that's true. So this week's Amazing Queen is a uh, writer and activist from Germany by the name of Karl Henrik Ulrich. And he worked in Germany as a civil servant in mm-hmm. the 1800s. Like this is 150 something years ago, a okay. long time ago. Uh, 1854, he was working in Germany and he was forced to resign because people found out that he was gay. Okay. Uh, so he became an activist right after that, which is naturally what you would do is become a writer and an activist after somebody fires you from being gay. Okay. um and he published a lot of works about sexuality uh including what's believed to be the very first theory on homosexuality hmm. um and he are, he was basically one of the people i guess Maybe people have been saying this forever, but he was one of the first people on record because we know back in the day Mm -hmm. it was a illegal to be gay or queer. People were closet more closeted about it. So we don't really have that prolific of a history like written officially. Um, So he is one of the first people on record to go to come out and say, you are born this way, you know, so take that Gaga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. And 18 what? 18- 18, well, he got fired in 1854. So he started his activism work maybe in 1855. In 1954,
1: yeah. that would have been crazy. That's what I'm saying.
0: So this was in Germany. And, and even though this, I, I'm, we're, we're going to revisit Germany a few times during this series of amazing Queens, okay? because there was a, a, a sort of a Renaissance happening both in art and in sexuality and gender in Germany uh, around the turn of the century mm-hmm. uh, in the early late 1800s early 1900s but he was one of the people who kick-started the what would later on be the the queer revolution in berlin mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of really great people that i want to talk about but there's people everybody knows if you've seen that movie the danish girl lily elb um she was alive mm-hmm. right after this moment so just to give you some perspective um and so anyway, he, uh, was, uh, talking about how being gay, you were born being gay. And he's thought to have been the first person to speak out publicly for homosexual rights in 1867. He urged the German government to repeal anti-homosexual. Anti-homosexuality laws, anti-gay laws that were on the books, and they did, and so they repealed these laws in in Germany, mm-hmm. and that's what kickstarted the kind of gay liberation movement in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and so between the Civil War mm-hmm. and um, in in basically between the Civil War and uh, World War II, is when queers and gays and trans people were like living their total (laughs) life in Germany and some of that started to spill over into the rest of the world as well. Of course, when Hitler came along, a lot of things changed. (laughs) Uh, So that is this week's amazing queen, Henrik Carl Henrik Henrik Ulrich. It's a a mouthful. Um, Gotta put his name on a t-shirt. Yeah, look him up. He is the first gay person to publicly speak out for homosexual rights and this is over 100 years ago 150 something years ago so check him out y'all that is this week's amazing queen round of applause yeah so all right so let's start the advice i think it's time for advice i'm feeling i'm feeling up you know living up to the
1: Challenge. All right. So this week, uh, we narrowed it down to uh, the topic of drag. We get a lot of questions. And it's just to keep it themed. We have a theme. Yeah, we like themes. Uh, this week's theme has something to do with drag. So we had a <laughs> lot of questions from drag queens, particularly because uh, I work with a famous one. And <clears throat> we've always had advice about drag and people having problems with drag or problems with the people they work with mm-hmm. in drag and things like that. So actually, you're doing the first question, right? Are you I ready sure for it? I'm, All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Hit it.
0: Okay, so this one is uh, this theme is basically the theme is drag boot camp. Right. Yes. Okay, so here's question number one. Cue music. I'm a drag queen living in Brooklyn, New York. Please give me a fake name. Done. <laughs> so I'm a white drag queen living in Bushwick. I do all types of gigs around the city, but for the most part, I stay in Brooklyn where I feel I can be more experimental with my drag as opposed to the gigs I sometimes get in Chelsea and Hell's Kitchen. Those are parts of Manhattan, for those of you that don't know, okay. Last Thursday, I performed the song Boss Ass Bitch. The remix with Nicki Minaj, I absolutely love that song. I've been performing it for a few years now and it's one of my favorite songs to perform. I am a huge Nicki Minaj fan and I perform all of her songs quite a lot. While I was performing the song, I noticed there were these three black girls in the front that were shading me, honey, refused to tip me, turning their head to make it obvious they weren't paying any attention to me and on their cell phones and all that stuff. When I got off the stage and started mingling with the crowd, one of the girls came up to me and told me that I should really start using better songs to perform to. When I asked why, she said, it's highly offensive that a white drag queen would lip sync songs with the N word in them. She said, I don't have the right to use the word either out loud or in a lip sync. This completely caught me me off guard. Now, I must admit, I never once thought about this, which I think is strange, but okay. (laughs) I never use the N-word in real life, but in (laughs) drag, to me, it's always been about my interpretation of the song. Obviously, I'm not black, but, um, and I'm not a woman either, yet I interpret being a woman when I do drag. Does this okay. mean I can't do Nicki Minaj songs? Does this mean I have to limit myself to songs that I lip, that, and the songs that I lip-sync to? Is it racist for a white person to lip-sync the N-word even though they're not really saying it? <laughs> I've hit up a couple other drag queens and gotten different opinions all around, but I would really like to know where you stand with this. Wow. Signed, Latrice LaCroix.
1: Latrice. <laughs> okay, Latrice. <laughs> Well, I think she already thinks okay. it's a, a little bit of a problem if she's writing to us about it, you yeah. know, so I, I obviously like if you have to like think about it, I mean, the, I do <clears throat> kind of sort of maybe understand what she's saying. But at the, the end of the day is you're there to entertain people and not to offend people. And if it if you are offending people, I mean, you know, sometimes you end up offending people no matter what. There are always people that would be offended. That is part of the job. People are going to be okay. uh, people are going to be offended. I mean, that's by part of life. That's not part that, of the job. That's well, part of life. That's part of the job, as far as being a live performer and an artist. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, Some yeah, people yeah. live their life. They go their nine to five. They come home. You know, the, they watch their lives. The Real job Housewives being and, taking
0: risks and doing things. Exactly,
1: it's part of. If, you, if you're an artist, then on the edge a lot. But I think I think that these three black girls had every right to feel offended. I think that. That artists think differently about this sometimes. So, for instance, if you're asking your drag queens, was I, was they in the wrong? Some was they in the right? Some of them will say, "Oh, just do what you want." Some of them will say, "No, uh, don't fuck with that word. If you want to say it out loud,
0: I con- I come. Well, I mean,
1: you're a rapper. Let's yeah. talk about this. You are a rapper, and I'm, you are I'm an white. artist. I'm an, you're artist. an artist.
0: You're an artist who
1: raps. Yeah,
0: and you are white. And so and so he- I
1: wouldn't use a word. I would not use a word that I would not use a word in a song that I wouldn't use in real life. And okay. I wouldn't and I would go out of my way to try not to offend people. Let me give you an example. That's so how I,
0: you and she differ already. OK,
1: so okay. That, so let me give you an example. So I have a song that I wrote in 2017, which will actually be out. Probably 2020 because I'm, I'm doing it with a video. Don't show your I, skirt. Don't I, show your skirt. I put it on the back burner for a while, but in the song, I say the word ratchet roaches because I'm referring to it's it's, it's rhyming with something that has to do with an exterminator. And I say ratchet roaches in it. And then I found out. Maybe after six months after the song was mixed and mastered, oh, that roaches Cha-ching. is a derogatory <laughs> term for black females. And I did not know that. So I went back and I because it was too late for me to go in because the song was already mixed and mastered. I, I spun it all backwards just out of respect. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's like, so I, I would never do that. So if if you're trying to compare like what I do to this drag queen that wants to be OK with lip syncing the N word, then I'm saying that it's not. That, okay. And, yeah. And, and there are direct, so you can get clean versions of songs. You, you can actually, actually just go with, you can actually just, even if you want to say the squares, but you don't want to say the N word, you can just go with spin that shit back. Like for instance, Cake Moss, um, like, uh, she, I know that she does, uh, like when she did like the lemon song, uh, the, the Rihanna track that word is spun backwards. And, and I, and I told her, I noticed that she did that. She goes, yeah. And I get like a a lot of respect from, from the crowd because I go the extra mile. You don't need it in there. I mean, I guess it
0: it, it obviously does, excuse the pun, color the, (laughs) um, the, the, the piece or the performance in a certain way. But I mean, why you, if it's just language and language is used to communicate to everyone and you're saying it to everyone, then why have something that could, turn off or offend a portion of the population, you know, cause we know that there is a lot of pain attached to that word. And there's a lot of, um, and then it's obviously a hot button issue, no matter what way you look at it. And so, I I I I don't know what your verdict is, but I'm good. It sounds like you're saying that you don't think that she should use it.
1: My verdict is is that I believe that this drag queen already knows that she probably shouldn't use it, but she doesn't like the idea of having to rearrange her, a song, uh, be censored for her craft. There's so, a
0: lot of queens that I mean, if we're talking about drag, because drag is like one of those drag and like comedy are one of those frontiers that the I think that the. Performers or the artists are really sensitive about having to be censored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether it's race or whatever language they're using, whatever if it's in a song or the, how they speak or in their jokes, um, and they don't want to. Wait, I don't want to distinguish. There's drag and comedy are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> you can be a comedy, a right. comic, and a drag queen at the same time. Right, um, but in comedy and also in drag. Um, people, you know, can get into this murky water of of being censored. And is it, you know, is it too, is it too adult for like the children's brunch? And like, it's just so weird. Like there's, there's rappers that are going on Sesame street these days. And so like, what are you (laughs) going to do? I understand that people don't want to be censored and they want to just be like, look, this is for adults. This is for people who can handle it. If you're not, if you're not down with it, don't come. And I'm going to say what I want. And if it offends you, fine. I know that's how some people, um, think about their art and protect their their craft. Mm-hmm. But I think if we were going to get to where we want to be, which is I think like equality and just like kind of a, a zone where everybody can feel good about who they are, then I think why not use language that everyone can vibe with?
1: I mean, I think the difference between what I do and what a drag queen does, though, is they're taking a song and interpreting a song that someone already lip synced. I, I write what I do. Right. So that's the difference. So they think that now... They th- when 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 a when when a white drag queen goes on stage and does a Nicki Mina- Minaj song for the there's most no part, there's no other way mind- to interpret the word. They're mm-hmm. thinking that they're <laughs> Nicki Minaj, yeah. like they're pretending to be Nicki Minaj for the most part. I mean, I, everyone has their own way of doing a thing, but basically they're Nicki Minaj. So they don't want to have to rearrange it just because, oh, yeah, I'm actually a, how she, a white man.
0: That's how she <laughs> then that's how Nicki wrote it. So I'm going to
1: do it the way it was written exactly. originally. Yeah, exactly. I can feel that. Yeah. So, I mean, does it just does it offend you? Like if you see if you see a white drag queen, not as a drag queen. No, it
0: doesn't offend me if there's a it's not like the queen went out and looked for, like, the most racist KKK song they could find to perform in this club. Right. But, I mean, it's a Nicki Minaj song, you know. <laughs> KKK song. They <laughs> have a group of girls? It's got that KKK song. Um, but when I hear or see... I went white platform. <laughs> when I hear or see, for instance, a, a, a white queen um, doing, uh, like, a Nicki Minaj song or a little Kim <clears> song, <throat> and, and they mention, there's the, the N-word, it's in the song... I think, oh, she didn't, she didn't take the extra time to like really address this and edit it the way that it could have been done. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are making mixes these days. People are doing brilliant things with music and like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, figuring out ways to, like you said, run it backwards or mix it with another song. Have another song cut in that's funny in Mm -hmm. the spot where you wouldn't expect it. And so there are ways to kind of get around that awkward moment. Otherwise, you, congratulations, you are performing a song that has a built in awkward moment. (laughs) <laughs> why do? Why does anybody want a built-in awkward moment? <laughs> so it's and also like,
1: I mean, th- at the end of the day, you're gonna do whatever you want to do, but you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of that. That's so it. if you're, you if
0: want if them you, tips,
1: yeah, if you want them tips, you want
0: them three black girls in the front of that row to tip you. Do the song that they gonna and, like. And this too. is just
1: a taste of what you're gonna get. Just like. Just like if you are in the car or you're at a concert and you decide, wasn't it Lindsay Lohan that had that? I think she she had said the n word on Twitter or she was like quoting a Jay's, oh. no a Kanye song, something like that, Maybe. and everyone held it. Like just look at the. We put black people through enough. The least we could do is not say or lip sync the n word. It's not too much to ask. That's the end of that. It's not too that's much that's to the ask. advice. I that's think we advice. both agree. So right. uh, Latrice, Give us an LaCroix,
0: let us know how if you're, if you're making that bank. <clears throat> we know that there's black girls lined up around the corner at your drag show then we will know that you have changed your tune unless they line up to to slap you in the face let's get to the next question question number two
1: you ready boo yes cue the music Alec dear Kaz and Pep I am a 34 year old white cisgender man I work in finance and live in Boston I used to do that The Boston part, Not the finance. Excuse me. I am engaged to a man I've been with for over four years, and we are planning our wedding in June. So about five or six months ago, we went to a costume party, and we decided to go together as a celebrity couple, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I must admit, he looked really good as Jennifer Lopez and pulled it off. Ben Affleck must have been a boring ass costume. (laughs) Okay so his personality definitely changed with his drag transformation that night but I took it as him getting into character and having fun with it. Fast forward to my current situation. Oh, no. Fast forward to my current situation. He has a drag name, a drag persona, and takes advantage of any opportunity to perform on stage in drag. His casual look at home has also become a lot more feminine than it used to be. He wears a lot of old over-the-shoulder oversized shirts and plucks his eyebrows more regularly. He was actually about to shave his eyebrows but realized that his day job wouldn't appreciate it. I'm going to be a hundred percent real with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Since my fiance started doing doing drag, I am way less attracted to him. I don't want to offend either you or any of your listeners, but I'm just being real. My fiance was always the super cute boy next door, and I feel like he's turning into a woman before my very eyes. <laughs> is that a lie? That's line line a line from pants <laughs> is burning.
0: Isn't it? It <laughs> is. <laughs> That's a lot of repairs. We both said it at the same time. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Bring go. it together. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Big coat. <laughs> my fiancé always put a super cute boy next to her, but I feel like he's turning into a woman before my very eyes. I'm not assuming he's trans, but kind of. I mean, he is definitely enjoying his role as a woman. This is very difficult for me to bring up to him because I'm trying to be as supportive as possible, but I'm questioning what, questioning whether or not I could spend the rest of my life with him. I don't want to give him an ultimatum, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life with a drag queen. Am I being an asshole? Cake, Moss, red. Bowl. <clears throat> nice. In case you're not paying attention, we are giving fake names first name, drag queen, last name, beverage. Yeah, so. that's not
0: really who <laughs> this person's yeah. legal name is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Will we say that every show. They know that we change it. All right. Um, wow, cake moss. Okay, so uh, yes, I do think uh, I can understand how this can be an issue, and I think you look—you need to be attracted to your partner. So in the short end of it, like there's, you have your own reasons for being attracted or not being attracted to someone, and if you think that the, the relationship has run its course because you don't like the new shade that this person is changed, turning, then um, you have every right to leave. The relationship, I do think um, the question that is really the elephant in the room for moi is not necessarily is your fiance turning into a woman before your very eyes. <laughs> it's more why does that bother you? I mean, if you know that this is the same person, the same human being, the same soul and the same spirit, mm-hmm. the same you know, the, the same person, minus same, the you know, minus the eyebrows. Um, then I beg you to kind of explore that a little bit because it's really difficult for people to have like the perfect balance of masculinity and femininity in them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with that. We have more or less than we might want to have at different times and we should have the the right or the ability to kind of change that, I think. Um you know, I I know that being it's it's weird when you're when you're when you're I think I can't speak for a gay man, but I think being a queer person and if I was a gay man I would want the right to be able to kind of walk with a little swish or something when I'm around heterosexual guys without them making fun of me and saying, oh, that guy is is too swishy. You should be able to be swishy if you're to gay and not have about to worry about what, that.
1: And not have to worry about if your boyfriend, fiance, or husband thinks you're unattractive. Exactly. And so but <clears> isn't it isn't
0: it interesting I guess to to be if you're if you're in a situation where you're around a bunch of straight guys right. and you want to fight for the right to be swishy but then your boyfriend is also telling you you're too swishy. Like what is that? If we're queer and we want to be able to just be who we are, then I think we should just be able to be who we are, and if we're attracted to certain things, then then I think we should be able to do. it. I know that like being mask and fem, and that whole balance in the in the gay world, and also in honestly in the in the in I think in every world is 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 a thing. You know, like I don't, can't say that I'm I was always attracted like off the bat to people that would be considered the most feminine. Okay, but but I've tr- I was able to turn that a little bit and like examine that a little bit okay. because some of my reactions that I was having to people that I was attracted to based on how masculine they were or how feminine they were is, is based on my kind of like prejudices with gender, you know? And, and so, you know, it doesn't <clears throat> mean that he's actually a woman. It doesn't mean that he actually has a vagina. He still has the same body and the same soul and the same, everything that you were attracted to. Right. And so,
1: and he's you're, even more he, him look, yeah.
0: He might even be able to turn it up in the bedroom or in a different way. Like, you know, like the people can have these masculine and feminine, if we want to call them energies, these different energies and turn them on and off. And that can be attractive to people. And so I think just saying I need a person that's always like this. I think that's really limiting, you know,
1: to who we are. I just look. You know, all I know mm-hmm. is that the next what time you I know? see you standing in front of the Supreme Court, you better have a sign that says "Fight for the right to be swishy."
0: Oh my God, it's actually <laughs> fierce. I'm going to eat that for <laughs> um You better fight. Uh, but then that kind of takes off I, I know. I just. I just. Swear. I like. It. <laughs> I like. I will. And maybe I it. I'll work that into one of my next okay. little speeches. Swish it out, girl. Um, I understand why he feels swish, like an swish, asshole, bitch. That's exactly where that. <laughs> <laughs> if we had sound effects, February would go. <laughs> I-
1: <laughs> Season three. Okay. Um, I understand why he thinks he's an asshole. I don't necessarily think he's being an asshole, but mm-hmm. I think that I can understand. I mean, I can understand. Look, you want to be attractive for your partner, for your partner. And he kind of like has this idea. You know, they, they've been together for years. He was the boy next door. So and now he's changing and getting to know himself. But I think, look, you have to be the president of your husband's fan club and you have to be his biggest fan and he has to be your biggest fan. And that's what a supportive relationship that is ever building and lives forever and mm-hmm. has a strong foundation is all about. And it's all about 100% support. Like the first thing I thought of was kind of like uh, Manila Luzon and her husband, Michael. You know, I just saw yeah. them on a show in Vegas and they're so supportive of each of each other. Yeah. And he is her biggest fan. And yeah, just, that's what and it's that all about. That is a beautiful relationship. <clears throat> yeah. And if he was also going to go and do drag. Yeah. Yes, which he's, she, yeah, which he's done. Which he's she's done. Which done. She's supportive of him,
0: too. Exactly. Without saying, oh, he's a woman. I mean, exactly. I don't know what she says, but they're obviously in love and they're supportive of each other. And I'm sure that when they need to act like a bunch of men, <coughs>
1: like if he says they do, if he says he doesn't want to date a drag queen to be with the drag queen for the rest of his life, you have the right to feel that way. But you have already invested a lot in this relationship. And this is someone that you actually love and care about. So I, I would persuade you to try to expand your mind because if you can take it to the next level, it will make your relationship that much stronger. Yeah. Look, if it's about, I don't want to date a drag queen because I don't like glitter and I don't want
0: to have glitter on my clothes or be around this lipstick on on everything that's 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 understandable. It's about like, you know, thing. that's about things. That's about getting a second yeah. bathroom. Yeah, exactly. But if you're like, I don't want to be with someone who feels good being a woman, because that's what I think that's what the, the base of this. Right. I think it's like, I think you have to examine what why that is. Right. Because if you like this person, then it's, and it's the same person, then maybe you're attracted to them and, and you love them no matter what. But if, if you're like, I don't want to be, if you like being like, he was fine going dressed as J-Love. He was fine with that party. But the fact that his partner really likes it and finds joy in it, that's what seems to bother him. How his partner feels about being a woman And presenting as a woman And if that's true Then I think that has A direct reflection on How you feel about Your type of manhood Right Being with this <clears> person <throat> that, And and maybe he thinks It's a threat to his Like gay sensibility He did mention
1: know? He did mention trans Like I don't think She's trans I don't think he's trans But he could be Type thing I, I, Like I look There's so <laughs> many gay You know this is so weird I, I, That I, seems to be A fear of his it,
0: it, Yeah that seems that's that, And that's what it is Because I can tell you Before I medically transitioned And I was dating kind of in the trying to date in the gay world which didn't work very long many of them were like you do drag but you don't want to be a woman do you like that's the negative thing like you oh, right. you. Know? and so like they just the last thing they want to do is be straight <laughs> and it's so weird because I thought we were marching for you like you love who you love right you know what is it and so you know if, if it's interesting I've seen a lot more couple who like AFAB assigned female at birth couples who would have been in the lesbian category. And then later on, one of them medically transitions and, and now lives, lives as a man Mm -hmm. and they stay together. I've Mm -hmm. seen so many women stay with their trans masculine partners through Mm -hmm. their transition. That was a better way for me to say that. Okay. Um, I haven't seen many uh, cisgender male partners, whether they're gay or straight, stay with their trans feminine partners through their transition. They're like, bitch, you on your own, girl. You know, and I think that sucks. I think that says a lot about... How how we value masculinity versus femininity, you know? Um, and so I think Cake Moss, Red Bull, you got to examine. So I say, stick it out and mm-hmm. see what you can
1: do. That's but, my Well, I, de- I definitely want an update, okay, Cake? So cake, let cake, us know cake, what happens. Cake, but cake, uh, cake, cake, uh, cake. give love a chance. Give love a chance. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's go
0: to the third and last question in our drag boot camp special. I think this should be a series, drag boot camp. <laughs> um, okay. Question number three Q music hi peppermint hi caswell i love you guys please give me a fake name done i'm a drag queen living in new york city me and my best friend have sent in audition tapes for drag race the past five years well she finally got on the show and she's going to be on season 12 Oh, gosh, now I don't know who this is. How do you know that? It's supposed to be a secret, first of all. <laughs> I can't deny that I was slightly jealous when she got in, but I'm past that. And I'm very, very happy for her. And I enjoy watching all of my friends become successful.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: that sounds so <laughs> like the opposite of what, <laughs> what that was you're a feeling? loaded <laughs> sentence. Uh, now, make me believe it. Since she's finished she, filming, she won't give me any of the details, of course. And I'm the only person in our group of friends that knows but everyone in our circle suspects that she's been on the show. Mm -hmm. I have no idea when or if she sashays away in the show, or even if she does. All I know for sure is that ever since she's been back home from filming the show, she has turned into a different person. It's not even public knowledge yet who is on the show, but she's extremely self-involved. She doesn't call me the way she used to. I know she's preparing for all the fame that she's about to step into, but... Me and all of my queens can feel her distance. I want to know, Peppermint, is there anything that I can do to try to maintain my friendship with her, or do I have to accept the fact that starting now she's going to be extremely busy, too important, and won't have time for the little drag queens?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> little drag queens. Oh, help me!
0: <laughs> uh, when when you become famous, when you became famous, how did your relationship with other drag queens change? Also, Caswell, <clears throat> I know you're friends with a few people that have been on the show, including Peppermint. No, nope. but that's the only one that counts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you noticed? Any differences in them since they became famous? Hmm. I think famous is quite an operative word. Um, your advice on how to tackle this would be much appreciated. Signed, Laganja Bud Light. Do you think you don't think that you're famous? No,
1: I, I was on a popular.
0: I'm on a show. I what, was on a
1: show. What would? It, yeah, but you were on a hit television show. Okay, and
0: I'm, and, I'm recognizable. and
1: first runner up on. I actually think that you set the fucking standard as far as doing enough change live (laughs) on television (laughs) when you define all geometry and turn (laughs) that skirt into some fucking Oscar gown. So Anne took off the wig uh, flawlessly with a little
0: hand clap to boot. Okay. I, okay I'll accept so,
1: that. But Thank anyway, you. and you've been, uh, I think you're famous. Look, you're not Rihanna, but you're famous. You've been, television takes it up a notch. So you are famous. Okay. You're <laughs> super gameous Okay. And you're famous. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll accept that. Okay. So what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> All I can about
0: is that they were, like, famous. Yeah, yeah you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, uh, the question was, uh, can I still, can I expect to be friends with this person Do I? do I just need to accept that my friend is okay. moving on
1: well i i one thing that i think that I would talk about the first thing that comes to my mind is I I've, I've been in the we me and you both have been in the music industry and touring and doing shows since before Drag Race mm-hmm. and I've seen I've seen a big difference between girls the first year after their season comes out mm-hmm. compared to two and three years later. So for instance, yeah. when when girls <clears throat> I won't say any names, but when when they first come out when when the when the season first comes out and they're doing shows and they're being paid to fly all around the world and you know do the work the world tour, they're not used to this type of fame. So they, they, they might feel really insecure about it. So they might feel they're supposed to have only red M and M's and shit like that or whatever. Which is a myth, is. By the way, I do have to defend Valentina. <laughs> I know
0: Willem wouldn't agree with that, but um, I do have to defend Valentina. Cause that was
1: not Valentina that asked for the red M and M's. That was mostly sarcasm anyway, because yeah, you know that old saying like, yeah. oh, I just want pink M&Ms and yeah. shit like that. Okay, so you get me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Valentina. I don't really care. But I'm saying that, the, but all of these things that happen is because you're you're famous first for for the first time. You don't know how you're supposed to act. You think you're supposed to be demanding and you think you're supposed to be self-centered and you think you're supposed to be a bitch totally in control and come across that way and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you, well, but no. I've seen, okay, mm-hmm. we could talk about a few monsters, you know, when we turn these mics on. We off. could,
0: we could, but, but- I I want to just insert that what ends up happening is people okay there's it's a little bit more complex than that okay I know you're in the middle of your point no no no
1: your point's important
0: the the drag queens okay everybody knows drag queens everybody's friends with drag queens you can call them up you can go over their house you can you can probably reach in their purse if it's sitting next to the stage at the gay bar like everyone is is uh, knows that drag queens are really accessible celebrities in the gay nightlife world I think a lot of these people expect them to continue to be as accessible as they were. I still want to be at your house and I still want to be at your place and walk with you to the thing right here. Yeah. (laughs) And and not realizing that what ends up happening is that they get thrown into not, it's not fame. It's an economy and it's a business. Yeah. And so this is, this is them trying to get, they go on the show. And by the way, you don't just walk out of your house and just stroll onto the show you, after spending time, energy and money preparing an audition tape, which people can spend in the thousands mm-hmm. for an audition tape. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for the outfits. You have to pay for hopefully to help some, help someone help you read the acting scene or the different challenges that you have to do in the audition tape. Then you have to, a lot of people pay someone to edit the audition tape and put the music in and put the so there's a lot going on. So after a few thousands that you spent on the audition tape. You're getting outfits for the for the audition, when, and that's something separate. If you are lucky enough to get asked to tap to be on the show, then they ask you for X, Y, and Z other outfits. These aren't the outfits that you wore on the audition tape. So now you have a new set of outfits that they specifically want you to wear on the show, which means you've got to spend money on that. Mm-hmm. And, and you have two weeks to get it. And you have two weeks to get it. And so you're <laughs> going crazy. So now by the time someone gets to the show, they're already a couple thousand dollars or up to I've heard ten thousand or fifteen thousand or twenty thousand dollars in debt just from getting to the show. This is almost as much as some people go in debt for some community colleges, and so you know that's a lot. And so what you want to do after you go through the show, which is can be very stressful and nerve wracking and a whole nother thing, when you get home from the show, the first thing you want to do is start earning that coin because you're in debt by a couple thousand dollars at least and you want to be able to get ahead right and so now you need to you need to start going into so you're canceling all your brunches for with your friends honey if they want to pay me a thousand two three four thousand dollars to go to this museum in another city whatever i'm gonna do it and mm-hmm. so you have to do that but what ends up happening is you get so booked and with things that, like, believe me, people, with, with the time zones and the flights mm-hmm. and the and the meet and greets, there's no time to sleep. It literally is. You get off a plane. Mm-hmm. You go sometimes directly to the mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. You get into drag. You do the, the the meet and greet. You do the thing. And then you sometimes go from you. If you're lucky, you can shower at the hotel but a lot of times you get up and you go right from the hotel Mm -hmm. to
1: the airport Mm -hmm. for the next gig. And however long that flight is, Mm -hmm. that's where you sleep. Let me stop you right there, because I I just wanna make sure I make this point to Laganja Bud Light. Mm -hmm. I know that your friend has a lot on her her mind right now. It's really important to be a good friend. Like if this person is actually a good friend, not someone that you worked with every other Thursday, a barracuda or something like that. But if if this is actually like a a really good friend, be supportive. They will get on your nerves. What are you talking? You about? will notice they will stop calling you. They won't be coming over every Sunday for The Walking Dead anymore.
0: Bitch <laughs> they, they, because you stop watching The Walking Dead and they still watch okay, it. That's
1: recent. Okay, that's recent. So <laughs> bring it back, sis. All right. So uh, it is very important to be supportive of your friend. And you know something I've noticed in peppermint. I've said this before. I'm going to say it on air right now. Is that like there are there are just being real. There are less happy moments. Like when when as far as you celebrating your success it doesn't happen as often as I would have thought it would have that it would have happened before you got on the show because I was with you for the years you were trying to get on the show Mm -hmm. and there's so many times like girl like really sit like remember when you prayed to have everything that you have right now like I Mm -hmm. would but you're so busy and you're so on the go that you really you know it's important to be that frantic like pointed out and be a supportive system It might seem like they have everything because they're another level as far as money and fame and you know more makeup and Swarovski crystals than you have and shit like that uh-huh. but they really are on the go they truly do have a busy life they tr- you know i can tell that you have a thousand things on your mind so things what i would, that would have pissed me off like three and a half years ago or whenever, how long before you're on the show, I let shit slide now. So it's important to be a good friend and like really understand. And, and it, might not, it might, always, might not always be, you know, that obvious because when you see them, you know, now they're in a $10,000 gown or now they're on TV or, you know, hosting this or flying this place. And you, but they don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think that you see yourself as any more important than you did before or anything. I, I you know think everything's mean? the same.
0: I see myself as more busy.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's all I see. Yeah. I see myself as more busy, right? And
0: and the and the, the stakes are higher because now I have an assistant that I have to pay. I have you know and like more than I, one assistant. Yeah, I have more than one assistant. Like I have a three. staff of people. Right. I a, you know, now I have an accountant. Now I have a person that does my um, social media and my person that does my channel, and that's not free. That brings the revenue. That's yo. thousands of dollars that you have to like you know that you feel pressure to make sure these people. You don't want people. To go, I didn't get my check, so you want to you need to make sure that everybody's together and mm-hmm. and it's it's tough. It is a lot of work and it's
1: uh, it's a burden. It's There's a lot of it. new shit too. A lot of these drag queens never had a manager before, never had a booking agent. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're dealing with a whole new set of people and a whole new set of rules, you know. You're not just dealing with, you know, It's it's whoever. not it's
0: not it's it's not as easy as it looks, but I I know that it can be um demanding and just know that like the the most most of the pressures that are going to be put on your friend Laganja are this first six months to a year after having been on the show, like Mm -hmm. Caswell was starting to say. She's going to have to like initially, even before the show, she's going to have to go and do a promo shoot and then she's going to have to do like this huge press week and sometimes a press tour. And so like there's all this stuff that 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 she's and rumor has it she might not even be getting paid to do those things if it's (laughs) the rumors true, which it might not be. Um, And so she is, you know, She's going to be in a position where people are going to be kind of taking advantage of the fact that she wasn't famous, but is about to be. Right. And a lot of people are going to be taking advantage of that, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so just make sure, try to be as supportive as you can. And mm-hmm. maybe your, your time with her won't be as abundant, but the time in between, it'll count more. If you only get to see her once a month, right. make that one really count. And, and, you know, I think it'll be good, but just... Have patience. Patience.
1: patience. <laughs> All you need is just to be <laughs> That was definitely a patience. song, though, there, wasn't it? All right. So good luck to you, Laganja, Bud Light. Hang in there. And be patient. Yeah. Be patient with your friend. She sounds like she's a good friend. She's just going through it right now. People react to stress differently. So she's not just waiting around at the end of the at 4 a.m. Girl,
0: believe me, you're going to be totally fine when she's when it's season 13 and she has the ability to recommend your ass for Drag Race. Exactly. So. All right. That's question number three. That's that's the show yeah let's do it let's that's it the there. Show. Um, <laughs> make sure you are following
1: us on your social media on our social media which is it's a mess podcast on Instagram and hit us with an email there if you have any questions make sure you are very specific and by the way we want
0: to make sure that you if you have any um, identifiers about your gender or sexuality or any pertinent details that could help us um, give you the best advice possible make sure sure that you include all those deets in the sheets. <laughs> I, I don't know. Deets in the whatever. Um, and also, as usual, uh, faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent
1: and the guilty.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
1: Forever. <laughs> Dog.